podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or money. This is the Whistleblowers, and I'm Martin Gritton back this week uh, with the international break looming to mark the occasion. To, to mark. To mark. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't believe Put it. Put a bit of thunk I, in that. I, I thought uh, that he just kind of thought about it and went with it. I think everyone, I think everyone recognises that voice. That Podfather. Golden. Podfather Mark Webster back. Again, delighted to have him back here. Mark, Thank you, Martin. Great to have you. I, I, I'm delighted to be here. Um, there's going to be an appallingly useless piece of podcasting coming up soon because <laughs> your other Mark who came in just tried to throw me the deli alley. Oh. Mm. And I think it's because oh, he, I think he actually said, "Oi, Granddad, can you do this?" Yeah, he, he was a little bit of that. It wasn't was a bit, it? There's a little bit of the old teenage I'm certainly not coffee. I'm it. going back to school tomorrow. I might as well get this happy system now. Ollie, but, Ollie, the producer, mate. Hey, can you do it, Ollie? Can we'll you deal do with it later on. Ollie's, Ollie's kind of. It's not great. It's not great radio. Martin, you've got to commentate now. It's not great audio. So basically, we're going to bring you straight on to Mr. Smith. Here he is, yeah. Mark right. Two. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, to be fair, the Come on. Alley, I've, I've worked it out. That's why I, I can do it now. Just like that, I can do it. Well, hold on. It was just in position. Can you do the David Bowie glasses? Yeah, because I'm going to yeah, put anyone I'm, can do. Can that. everyone do the David Bowie glasses? <laughs> I want to put the I, I want to put the picture up on the whistleblowers later of Mark doing the Delhi Alley because it's so topical right now because that's you about know three about old. three weeks old. <laughs> so just right for is, us. So just coming a, just coming into its own now. Perfect. Though. This is an audio medium, it and is. we're all just doing physical things. Yeah. Perfect for us. So we're four matches in. Lads, it's uh, not time perhaps to judge, but certainly we're going to be judgmental. Uh, uh, more interestingly, the review of who's doing well who's not doing well but also the transfers because nowadays you can't get transfers during the season so perhaps the business that could have been done by some teams I don't want to drag Mark I don't want to drag sorry Mark 1 into what are you going to call us for this Mark Smith Mark Webster Webster Smith Oh right, that's easy. So nice. Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah, double yeah. barrel person that works around the area that we're recording in. Someone Webster Smith just sounds Webster like Smith. I may be opening the batting uh, for England <laughs> uh, in Sri Lanka you, you because sound, Alison Cook's packed it all in. You sound like a number four bowler who loved one test and that's it. I actually you don't. never hear from him again. It, I, I look get like, cricket lads. I, I, just, ca- I come steaming in, <laughs> but the ball actually comes out a bit medium paced. I'd love us to get cricket. I'd love us to get off cricket. I'd love us to get off cricket right now. So. Let's well. Let's go straight into the business of who's recruited well, who hasn't. Oh, actually, uh, firstly, we're backed by the Labricks uh, again this season. Um, if you want the best deals, go to bet.thewhistleblowers.net. That's specific to us at the Whistleblowers, or you can check us out. I'm sure it will be on our social media streams. Um, let's have a look at the teams that have recruited well, managers-wise, rather than players. Okay. I'd say the top of the table right now, the fact that Watford are up there, we cannot ignore that, and it's... It's a pretty beautiful thing for uh, for North Londoners. It, Are they not London? It, but, but, well, they 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 make they're, they're they're on the tube map. There you go. Yeah, I, I kind of use that, that as a, a, enough, isn't it? I'll clatter that straw for them. Yeah, isn't it? He's an interesting because he came with no previous at all, and I think basically he was. I, I think he was you know there to be the the next one in line for. Uh, you know, the, the, in, in front of the firing squad, but it's been all right, hasn't it? Well, and, and Troy Deeney was interesting. It's been better than all well, right. It's been better than all right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. But but 
but Troy Deeney does. I mean, Troy Deeney's quite talismanic in these things, isn't he? Yes. And he basically just said at the weekend, didn't he, that, w- that they don't like us big boys bashing them up. Mm. So there's some old fashioned going on there, apparently. Well, it was similar to the uh, the Arsenal game last year with the whole cojones yes. Yes. stuff yeah. from Deeney. So you kind of got a little taste of there, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like with Watford, Deeney is talismanic on the pitch, but also off the pitch as yeah. well. When his tail's up, he will say those sorts of things. And you know when he's saying those sorts of things, things are going well on the pitch. And at the moment, it's it's going great. I mean, you've got a midfield there of you know Pereira and Hughes and Decore. And big Wills. We always talk about big Hughes. We the love biggest Will Hughes, Hughes fans. Absolutely yeah, love White him. Walker. Yeah, absolutely. And he was not you, he, he, not you Mike. He, yeah, no, he was, <laughs> but, but I get it. No, but, he, but, he, but he's 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 got in there, and he, he was he's made himself the weekend again. It's all good. Yeah. And you think like, okay, Tom Clevel is yet to come back, and and okay, he wasn't superb at United, but he's certainly you know the, the second level oh, down in the Premier yeah. League. He's a good player, yeah. but he's going to have a lot of trouble getting into that team now because the players in front of him are. At moment, undroppable. And Delafeu, Delafeu hasn't come Delefeu, in yet, and yeah. he's the kind of guy that he can play anywhere across that front line. In felt Paria. like a strange signing, didn't it? He's like, it why did. would he think he'd want to go there? Yeah. And and that may end up it's still the being tube. the case. It's on but, the tube. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's got an Oyster card. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a few quid left. Yes, there's some money left over from last time. It's yeah, definitely in the brochure. In the Watford signing brochure, <laughs> it says we're on the tube line, <laughs> and very handy for uh, you know for the airport to go and watch Chelsea. Stansted, <laughs> but, you know. but let's go back to the Javi Garcia or Gracia. Gracia, always. I thought I'd misspelt it just by um, no, no. reading my notes here. But Ruben Kazan, mutual consent, he left by the guy goes into a club that. So obviously they must have earmarked him or had discussions because they appointed him really quickly. But yeah. at the same time, to to come in and have in a challenging role, have uh, those recent results, um, not just pleasing for the people that have appointed him, but also the way that he's organised, defence, yeah. a Holobas, you know, those guys are yeah, playing I mean, out Holobas, skin. In terms of defending, fine, but going forward, I think he's got like the second most assists of any fullback yeah. in the league in the last two years. Uh, in terms of the management, I feel like the, the, the Watford board very much take a Chelsea attitude to this, which is just keep on chopping and changing till it, till it fits. Oh, yeah. And at the moment, it's working well, but it was working this time last year like this, you know. So it's it's Marco Silva seeing what, what happens to you if if those results dry up. And yes, his head was turned. Maybe that's the reason for his. Well, Silva's the, 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 the he's the anomaly in this, I think, because he's the one who kind of has gone in and and saw it as a for me it feels like he saw it as a stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. And, but and, and used it very quickly as that. Do you well, not think Grassi is doing the same thing? Who I, knows? I, 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 I'm not suggesting he is. I, I'm suggesting well, for, yeah. for the interviews I've seen of him, I, I, there's something about him looking like I, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, the, 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 would, how I lucky totally I agree. am. Yeah. You know, and this, and this is every manager who goes to Watford has to have a certain amount of that approach because you're only appointed as the manager. You yeah. work with their staff, don't yeah, you? Within their within their structure, yeah, which is and and uh, there was people used to moan about, or people probably still moan about. it. Who gives a toss? It's their rules. Yeah. So if you agree to go and manage that club, you mm. manage it by those do, rules. Do you want to be a Premier League manager? The, yes. the, the best league in the world, we all get told constantly. 
do you want to be that manager? And yeah. if you do, you, you've got to play by these rules. And if you don't, you can go elsewhere. Yeah. And they, he's, he's playing by the rules and he's doing great at the minute. And not, none of us are stupid enough to think that they're going to finish in the top three or four. No, but you're earning good points now for a team Absolutely. that size. Absolutely. And if, if you can finish top ten, that is a tremendous season for a club of Watford yeah, size. I agree. To credit a stat from a... Another podcast, which I'm not going to credit the podcast, but the stat is brilliant. Is that is that actually credit in the I'm podcast not sure or not crediting the I podcast? Don't know what it is. I just what did he do there? I'm not sure what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a great stat: the fact that they've never been in the relegation zone since the season that they got promoted. So they've never they've not spent right. a week for down any, there. For any no. Point. And do you know no. what you would do to ask most people? Uh, 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 Who told you that, Martin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Which podcast was it? <laughs> no, I fine. can't remember. I would so many. I would say that if you asked our people like night. Which team do you imagine has been in the relega- relegation yeah, zone yeah, exactly. for most of the time in the, in the Premier League? Alphabetically, more than anything. Exactly. That's right. exactly. Well, the, the start of the season <laughs> is the only time they've done it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, just, I just want to say... Before a ball's been kicked. Exactly. Let me just say that for the last nine seasons, Derby County have also never been oh, in the Christ Premier League relegation zone. <laughs> never been in there, so don't worry about it. Why are we talking about them in the first five? This can't be right. Correct. I'm on the show. Okay, <laughs> Correct. Good point. Very good point. Correct. Very good point. Correct. Very good point. All right, well, let's move on to... Uh, well... Uh, just quickly touching on that point about Tom Cleverley the last time I saw him play was at uh, Crystal Palace when uh, I think it, it was a game that Watford were winning and then they lost 2-1 to Palace and Palace had that ascendancy at the time and you feel like momentum like for Palace that's just kind of gone out of their legs and like, the game against Watford was a you know tell them one last week Um I don't know how they're going to survive without Zaha, and I don't know if anyone's got that. That's kind of the weird. Is that a weird stat or just simple basic facts? Is it not the Is it not the Gareth Bale thing of when he was at Spurs and they they couldn't win with Gareth Bale, and it wasn't because yeah. Gareth Bale was playing because Gareth Bale was Gareth Bale. So let's say that <laughs> moving aside uh, that dark thoughts uh, it, 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 to, to, does psychology play a part in it I mean you know Mark. I think it uh, must you, do yeah I mean yeah. It, it, if you're Pat I mean there's it would be weirder if you if you looked at the team sheet and all every all the other ten blows going oh bails in we can't yeah, win today yeah. but, <laughs> but the fact is but if, if Palace go if, if the if the rest are going like Wolf can't play. If we yeah. know that stat, Zoink. the yeah. players know yeah. that stat, yeah. and they know we're talking about but do, it. Does, is it in that player's head? Yeah, the, the, there's an element. It's more a case that you're <coughs> not just greater than some of your parts. It's almost like a kind of like a, a, a kind of Power Ranger guy that's built up out of all yeah. the other dreams and hopes of the fans and everyone in there. So you, you're the best you could ever be at you, that club, you know. So Zahar, Letitia, you know these guys yeah. that are just like. They're all talismanic, and it's terrifying, you know, if you're playing against it. But also, because these guys have unswerving belief in themselves, you know, that's it's not just it's not just oh let's just get tight to him and let's get the ball off him. Because yeah. if you go near him, it will just go around you, or he's too strong, he'll hold you off, or he'll create something for someone else because he's so comfortable in his own skin. So it's, in that so it's a double whammy: is it's the psychological effect, and also he's bloody good. Yeah, but that's and he'll what, probably fundamentally the chances the, and score the yeah. goals. And, th- and that's why, for you know, for all the heroes, I mean, they, you must have had some heroes on the terraces at West Ham when you watch, even you know. The, Excuse me, saying his name, but Payet and guys like that when they were just well, to be irresistible. Honest, well, Payet and Decanio of, of more recent memory will be probably exactly that in terms of game changers. Yeah, um, but the thing is, is I don't know. And you probably think like, okay, how do we win this game? Or, or if you're in a tight game, you know the kind of guy you need. It's going to be that fella who will change it around and, and, and twist things up. But when it gets down to the point that they have not won any games yeah. without him in the team yeah. 
you'd have thought you'd have thought they'd have tripped over their own arses and the ball would have gone in and the nicked one. Yeah, but it's not happened. My, my thought on this is that yes, someone like Zahar at Palace or Payet at West Ham or Decani, whoever the players are, the, yeah. these big players for the teams that aren't in the top four, the players they rely on. It's not necessarily for me the the moments of brilliance that they produce every other game. It's the fact that when they're on the team sheet and when they're on the pitch, they are attracting attention yeah. from oh, defenders, yeah, true, and therefore true, true. you have pressure. you have yeah. the pressure, but you also have the space for other players. Yeah. Mm. If you're doubling up on Zaha, for example, that means that you know Schlup coming up behind him, or yeah. you know whoever's on the other side can yeah, can yeah, come yeah. and Townsend and, and can do the, something. And else. He'll have the confidence, yeah. you know, the the, the, the fullbacks making that run, yeah. in the in, in the full knowledge that the, he's got the chance of getting the ball. Yeah. Whereas if Zaha is not perhaps hanging at me, yeah, and, and and he was the uh, to some extent the icing on the cake because. They had Loftus Cheek last season. They well, had a, Tompkins. Do you think that'd be a strong player? Miss when you lost yeah, Cheek? massive miss. It's got to be, got yeah. to be. And you, it moves us neatly on to Chelsea because it's uh, the same end of the table as Watford and the same sort of results. But what you would expect, but Maurizio Sarri having that immediate impact, yeah, that, which is very difficult because you turn around, you look at West Ham, you say, well, you know, you've got to like, give the time team time to bond and I know it's a different maybe a different quality of player but you still look at some of the marquee players that West Ham brought in but you know Sarri has done very well at Chelsea perhaps through his ethos or perhaps some of the players he's inherited that have been freed from some shackles well I was, I was at Chelsea on Saturday and I, and I don't think we're certainly not yet seeing this Sarri ball we've been watching over the last three or four seasons at, at um, Napoli, Napoli and, yeah. and uh, Empoli before that but I think that Empoli, Empoli, Napoli, they've all got it. Empoli, yeah! <laughs> come on! <laughs> but Thank Christ, I looked at the, <laughs> the young burst in the room, and he went with me. But uh, what you saw at Chelsea on Saturday was a very good Bournemouth side who started the season brilliantly, who have the ability to attack, who will play attacking, interesting football, yeah. exciting football, and Chelsea just. They seem to sort of uh, bunker down and decide we'll, we'll just keep playing, keep working, and our quality will show because we've got you know X amount of million more yeah, worth of quality sorry. on the pitch. So, and that's what happened. They bought on, they had the the uh, the privilege of being able to bring on someone like Pedro and Giroud in the second half and keep going at it. And and in the end, it was Giroud and Pedro combined for the first goal, and then you know finally Alonso like, and Hazard like for the second. The, this Chelsea because there feels to be a bit more. Sweat and That's blood horrible. and guts. Definitely. I know. I don't Definitely. like the. It's, it makes me feel uncomfortable. So, I mean, I like Sorry mainly. Yes, tune, because tune he flags. looks like a bloke who's stood outside Weatherspoons <laughs> having his breakfast pint at nine o'clock in the yes. morning. Yeah, he's Absolutely. got the baggy t-shirt on. He's got the worst trackies. Have you seen the thing he has? Like you know, quite smoking in the stadium. He, he, he has he, the little filter. He, che- yeah, but he chews the hell out of them, doesn't he? He's like kind like of just, Billy Bean, the yeah, money ball. He just really, really just wants to be down the pub, and it's like, yeah. and I, so, so he he looks so inappropriate. But he's, 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 he's not King. Ex, yeah, an ex, but an ex but school teacher. But he's gone. They're grafting. A banker, and is he a banker? Ex-banker? Yeah. What did he do? He was a banker yeah. who was 35. Did nothing with football who was 35. No, and then Mark, you, had a gl- you had a glint in your eye there, Mark. Yeah. I know, I'm, I'm a year you away You really had that. a glint I've still got it in me, I can still do it. What, from banking? <laughs> I got into banking first. And then <laughs> oh, I <I'm> think <laughs> just, just all about a check. Naturally. Yeah. naturally. But, they, but, there's, but there's nothing, they're not, they are, they're, they are solid, but they're not, it's not ugly. I mean, always, uh, ugly's always been a weird one, anyway. I mean, yeah. I, 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 but, but also look at their substitutions. I mean, so I'm in. I'm at Chelsea. I'm surrounded by Chelsea fans. You can tell from 
the reactions of, of fans, what's been happening there for the last couple of years. And when they were bringing on Loftus-Cheek, when they brought on Pedro, when they brought on Giroud, it wasn't a negative, it was really positive, everyone was mm. happy in the stands. He seems to understand what it takes to win a game. Yeah, and what Conte, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And what Conte would do at 1-0 up would be shut up shop. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's not what they're doing anymore. And okay, they're not doing this Sari ball thing yet, but... I have no doubt they will do at some point. They're what? not bad because the one two Giroud just wants to play those. He wants to play little one twos. Yeah. They want to play that sort of Giroud clever. is super. I think yeah, Giroud he's, is. He's, he's inherited he's made a, a, def- a default squad of really of, yes. of good footballers of his he? kind of players, and, 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 and including the fact that he could that Hazard didn't go in the yeah, end. Well, that's it. The Hazard, it's a massive bonus and, and, for me. And, and William as well. I think who's who was horribly underplayed. Amazing player, but also William's given the freedom to go have an hour, have an hour, and we'll get Pedro yeah. on. Yeah. Pedro, have an hour. You have half hour, William. Uh, it's, it's a nice amount of time for a footballer because uh, I remember coming on into games and going, you get given eight five minutes or whatever but oh, if you start the game you know that it would have been nicer coming on with fresh legs at 60 so if, with, with, if so if there's 16 really good footballers and you know you're a 60-30 one of those guys yeah. if it's going well do you do you care or is that fine you know because obviously that's the whole point if, if you get the harmony right well, if, you know if you're not best, got an unhappy bloke yeah, doing do you know 30, what the, what the difference is that Sarri's the kind of guy where you know the manager doesn't care he'll change it anyway so it's like almost Arsenal because I was thinking you know, towards the end of the game, after Welbeck did really well when he came on last week, so I was like, "Well, he's going to give him twenty minutes here." And he, he kind of, he kind of started because Cardiff got back in the game, and it's like, "Well, have faith in your players." Sarri seems like a manager that has faith in his players. Yeah. He goes, "Doesn't matter if I take this guy off; it's not going to knock." If I, if anything, it's going to go make them more positive going forward. Because Alonso, Alonso's been irresistible under him. Pedro coming on, Hazard's been involved in almost every goal. Pe- Pedro never struck me as looking like anything no. like a Premier League player, but he never got. No. The I mean, like, you know, a, a yeah. clearly a good player, but. But not a fellow who looked like he could settle in. He didn't look like he was settling into the league, did he? So I was going all over him. Sorry, Mark. You were going to no, say no, no, no. no, you were at Chelsea. You were just saying that the feedback, the things you pick up from the crowd and the things you pick up well, when I was you're at there, Chelsea the and, uh, positive energy I, must have been I, uh, nice. I was in uh, hospitality, as you'd imagine. And uh, well, I was, well, you are you, so of course I got I'm anyone there. seen Mark Smith in the picture? I got that on my phone. Up, you would assume he is. I got on my phone to take a photograph. Such nice seats to take a photograph, and I get a tap on the shoulder. And I turn around, and uh, it's some sort of middle-aged man telling me, oh, we don't do that sort of thing here, we don't take photographs here. That sort of thing? Yeah. Ooh, Did he turns work? out it was David Meller. And I've been told no! I'm David Meller. And I was like, well, I didn't... What, what box what are you were you about? in? The Brexit box. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe I was furious. Yeah, to be fair to David Meller... No, he's pro-Europe. He's pro-Europe. He loves Europe. To a... Rather casual photograph based situation. Yeah, but I did this. I did <laughs> my influence oh, he's thinking he's paranoid he about photograph leaks. I get uh, I get that. see you may have stood up in front of but, the man for lit- whom but this he, had, was. he had socks and shoes on, so for, I don't know. Did he? That's, yeah, that's so nice. For legal reasons. For legal reasons. This is a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> or time. He's all coitus. Post coitus, pre coitus, well. Uh, but it's, it's post Mella, so uh, <laughs> let's just go to the break. It's a perfect time. Let's take one. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. 
So, uh, as the two marks, uh, two no marks, are just chatting to me left and right oh, here, it's cr- I'm joking. I'm joking. Ouch. That was really hard. I've got to be honest with you, the biggest problem <laughs> is how can they tell us apart when we're talking? Yeah. Because it's like, it's the so same, same bloke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. weird, isn't it? It's weird. Re- it is really weird, sorry. Weird. The, the, it's, it's a pleasure to have uh, Mark Webster and Mark Smith on the show today. So, uh, gentlemen, we spoke briefly about Chelsea before the break. Let's move on to another rival of theirs, uh, and perhaps more fittingly, ex-manager of theirs, uh, Jose Mourinho. Um, a man that's gone through the, the gamut of everything while yeah. being at United. And I'd like to get your take on where he is now, because he seems like he's on not just a turf war, but it's it's a day-by-day war with not just the media, but perhaps Ed Woodward. Um, uh, Mark Webster, how do you take this man? Because with a pinch of... Snuff? I, I don't, but I, I don't, yeah, exactly. Well, who wouldn't? Because, of course, we all sit here in our Victorian <laughs> drawing room and that's exactly what we would normally do in these situations. I, I, can't, I can't get obsessed about him yet because nothing has happened that hasn't happened every single second of his career. And the one thing I've clung on to in this kind of like, as you say, this kind of like, this, this kind of just great big sandstorm of, of quotes and arguments and incidents is he said last week that he won, and he did his thing. He reminded you of, of his track record. It was post, so he, he, exactly, he did his Aretha Franklin tribute, <laughs> which I thought was sweet of him to do, you know, really. Lovely touch. Lovely he said, do you better know what it means to me, Jose Mourinho? <laughs> But um, he he went through the kind of list of all these things, and and he said, "I won this," and it was blah 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 blah. Biggest season I've had was getting Manchester United second to Man City. Now, I have no problem with that as a point at all. If you remove the hyperbole around the man, and you know, and the the shortcomings that we may think that we've seen in terms of the way his teams played, that's. You kind of argue with him as the man to say he personally thinks that one of his best achievements, if not his best achievement, is to get second against that City. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that I mean, because it's not no, going to sit well with the fans. No one it's can not. argue with that because he's bloody Jose Mourinho, yeah. and he would know. And for me, that kind of gives it a lot of context. I was comfortable with that. I don't know if that means we've, he's the man who's taking them forward into their into this bright new yep. future. I don't know. But for me, in, in, in perspective, I thought that was absolutely spot on. Mark, to hand over to you on this, I, I just looking at the couple of... There's a few players that he inherited that are ones that you can't get rid of, but it's like having a crap fantasy football team that you've got these guys that you don't want to get rid of them because they'll probably score two next week. But yeah. you know in the long run, they're not going to do that well for you. Really and he's got a lot of them. I feel like uh, this supposed Martial contract that's coming up, we were told about it's a five-year deal he's going to get. That's a big deal at this moment in time with that club. Because for me... If Martial gets this five-year contract, this is a guy that Mooney wanted to get rid of, you know, two months ago. Yes, wanted him out of the club, was ready for him to go. Swap with Willian, anything. Yeah, anything, Aye. anything. I did to keep him out of the league, but whatever. Really, we'll get rid of this guy. And if they go above Mourinho's head, and Woodward or whoever it is decides actually we think Martial will outlast you at this club, then that is a hugely indicative problem that they might have. This is 
this is there being a philosophical difference. Do you think that's difference. what that is? Do you, do I, you absolutely. That, do you think this is basically Martial becomes the the template He's the the, 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 yeah, yeah. of it? Yeah. I, I think that they have, as we found out in the last few days of the transfer window, there seems to be a philosophical uh, difference in how United should should uh, recruit. And Mourinho seems to think that they want to get players for right now, this instant, that can win us the league right now, or maybe next season, but certainly within a two-year window. And Woodward and the rest of the board seem to be saying, we need to have players for the future. This is Man United. This is, we're not the normal club, which we know is not true anymore. They're just, they mm-hmm. are just a normal club. They're a, they're a huge global business. But the Martial thing, I think, to me, would be very telling, and it would tell us how long Mourinho has got at that club. For them to not go and try and sign... You know, anyone pick, pick a centre back, mm. Alderweireld, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. or going early on Godin. When, when you put it as sort of like as prosaically as that, mm. it, does it? Isn't that not actually the truth? The fact is, is that Mourinho's there as that kind of fella. His only job is to try and win the title yeah, yeah, yeah. for United. He's not. He, he, w- since when was he a long-term builder of football But teams? this is the problem. Yeah, yeah. If, if this wasn't... If so this let wasn't, him do that thing. You wasn't know? This, if this wasn't clarified early on in his contract, yeah. before the contract gets signed, before it gets to the club... Oh, you're that, Jose yeah, Mourinho. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's crazy that you could have two years into his... Uh, leadership, you could have this problem of saying, "Oh, we thought you were different." You know what you're getting with Jose. You're getting a guy who's a, who is a, a, a winner on his terms. When he has what he can do, when he has the money to spend on what he wants, precisely what he wants, he will win you stuff. But he should, should he should he go toe to toe with Man City now, or, or, or are they right? You to can't kind of You can't. The powder this, dry. He's He's nowhere the, near the, point, the point is, yeah. So the Man City era was uh, there was a great piece in the Guardian about. Um, all the players Man City have signed, ranking them all through the years. And you look at the evolution of the signings and the thought behind them, and there is this period of time where this nouveau riche thing where, not the Man United are that, but the managers that go to Man United just get this, ah, and they're just just throwing stuff against the wall. And you're just thinking, Man City got to a point where they went, no, we're going to think this through, and then we're going to plan it properly, and we're going to get the right place. So even if we get Fabian Delphin, it's going to be the right signing, because you know what? This, and it is the right... When you look at the documentary, I don't know if you've seen that documentary. The Order Nothing. It's really interesting, seeing the dynamic between these guys in the dressing room, where yeah. actually that kind of... He offsets some of the younger guys that are more shy, like De Bruyne, yeah. and you're like, "Well, these are—it's a lovely balance about that squad." That's something that Ferguson was incredible at. I don't—I'd yeah. say Moyes was probably pretty good at it too. That's why they brought him in. But what? But Van Gaal, there was, there's been too much a big discord, disconnect the last and, few and, years. and on a smaller level. And sorry to say, on a smaller mark, but West Ham, when you do that to a squad and decimate it's it from nice, top to it's bottom, it's nice that we're even in the conversation. But you, know, <laughs> but you look at—I think I think even let's, Liverpool is a better example than than Man City. That is a club that got in a direction yes, of very, a very good, precise. They, they, they know exactly it, yeah. what they're looking for. Yes, they they know where the weaknesses are on the pitch, and they they sort them out. Yeah, and they they yeah. update and they upgrade where they can. Compared to United, who seem to be for the last two seasons at least crying out for a right winger, but all of a sudden Sanchez becomes available, and they cosmetic. go, "Oh, let's just get him." Yeah, let's just get him. It's a statement. It's cosmetic. But that's there's the thing is, uh, this is the interesting part of this is that. Clock can't hide behind, you know, the the crocodile smile. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not dismissive of him, but yeah. I'm, but what what he the, the, this thing that he said at the start of the season, like you know, uh, everyone else thinks we're title contenders. We don't. We're just getting on yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. 
If they're not there, this season, they, they, they are. Will be. They are now. Absolutely. They are they're now. They're, they're, in, they're in position. And they know but, how to beat City. It, they're the only ones that know how to beat City regularly. They can't get past United this season. Mm. It's an absolute disgrace. Because if Mourinho, and this is be the interesting thing, if Mourinho still drags this bag of coal across the line <laughs> after nine months and they are second, which is probably inevitable, <laughs> then he probably is really good. Well, I've just, I think I just called Alexis Sanchez cosmetic and you called the rest of the squad a bag of coal so I think we need to clarify <laughs> so really the Man United are a phenomenal See, football team United, that just need to be exaggerated yeah. effect I think yeah <laughs> I need to redress that the, season, the, the, the weekend just gone the Burnley game Burnley yes they've been other ads turned by the Europa League fine but Burnley are a very solid very compact very difficult yeah. team to beat not won a game not got a point no they haven't this season I, would, lost three, I still back them one. But, of course yeah but now Europa's done yeah. I feel like they'll but, but United on that note just quickly Bugger me if Europa <laughs> League doesn't show. Burnley have proven mm. that it absolutely stinks the joint out if yeah, you've got yeah. to play Europa League. Because no one beats Great Burnley fun. at home. No. And they lost no. two games at home. Yeah. Off no. the back it end. It kills you. And United in that game on Sunday were. That, that looked like a, a, a first time round Mourinho Chelsea performance where they tur- everyone turned up, everyone performed, everyone looked great. And out of context, you'd think, well, this team must be flying high, must be full yeah. of energy, full of verve. And, and actually, we know what the system is. We know what the story is. It's, it's, it's gone to pieces. And yet Mourinho can, can still galvanise a team to do something. Because that was a team full of players playing for their manager. Yeah. It so, was, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what and happens. And the fans backing them. Well, listen, uh, other teams without no wins, Cardiff. Huddersfield, Newcastle, Burnley, very good football clubs, very well organised, good teams along with West Ham. So listen, it's an early day and it'll be uh, a bit of grind. Let's touch briefly on the old firm Celtic one. Yay, that's it. Uh, we're going to well, move away well from that. Was brief. Well I'm not touched. having any criticism. We pummeled them. So it's perfectly fine for me to I, do that. Pummel I was one unaware <laughs> that um, there was football in Scotland. The- Right, but see, this is why this is why this That's is why I kept harsh. it. But listen, there's a guy called Thomas Gronemark. Okay, another Mark, the third yeah. Thomas Gronemark. Yeah, Gronemark. I think there's a yeah. Is the, that Mark, Mark the Groner that Mark. will be in Viking? Uh, the third, third, yeah. Uh, Thomas Gronemark, LSC's throwing coach. Mm-hmm. Been a throwing coach in Denmark before. Is Interesting that, is that character. A job? Well, this is it. So he, the 42-year-old is the world record holder. Uh, can you, if you can get within, so how far do you think the world record throwing is? Well, um, I remember Andy Legg was a big well, Legg is, Legg is the leader. Now, Legg is the leader. I played it's, against it's, Andy Legg and he had yeah, an absolute... Andy Legg told me to Leo town, Fortune man. West, mate. He's, he's no, old. Really? Pop it on his head, mate. It's like a conquer in the sky. Was it Sam a man, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. used to place bets with... Uh, Andy Legg told me the story. Is that he used to place bets... With him, he, they used to take him away, going like, "Here's our throwing." Labricks are our preferred and, and provider. And he take, take, take a dodgy throwing, and he go, "Oh no!" <laughs> and, and so, and he go, "Let's he can try another one." And this this tiny little fella used to larrap it. So I don't know how long. Right. Well, I what, <laughs> so what are we, are we side line to yards? right? So I'm going to give you I'm going to give spot. Yeah. So between uh, between forty and sixty meters is the world record. Uh, meters. Meters. How, how, can you do that? Right, how, how wide is the football? So pitch? let's go. It says fifty. It says it must be under between forty and fifty from the halfway line to the uh, the full. 
you know. Halfway to, to the, goal line. Yeah, halfway to the right, goal Right, so line. it's not... Uh, oh, no, the way, okay. Basically, if you're you going go diagonally across okay. it, the important news, let's not get into uh, trigonometry oh. here. Can you, can you clarify that he isn't the world record holder? Or he, he is the world He is the world record holder. Um, okay, I reckon... Uh, and he's Liverpool's, he's Liverpool's throwing coach. How old is he? Thanks. 42. But I imagine he did this at his peak. Well, he didn't. Do, yeah, he didn't. Is, do there, it, is there a peak okay, for throwing? Uh, yes. Guys, guys throwing. This say, isn't the point I wanted to dwell on. I'm oh, okay. That was, that was good. I'm going to worry. Fifty-seven See, I, meters. I can't convert meters. Fifty-seven. We got fifty-seven, 57 meters. Right. Okay. And don't do the thing of one up or one down. No, 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 no. I, I can't do because he's doing throw-ins on the length of the pitch. You could only do throw-ins on the width of the pitch. I just wanted to cut, so I'm so confused. Do you know what? I wanted to get on with the because story. Right, okay. Right. Can I answer this question in the only way I know how? <laughs> and as perhaps as briefly I can possibly vanish. From the touchline to the other side of the 18 yard. Well, what's that? Well, I don't bloody know. Well, that's the number on it. All right, I'm going to net this in about it's 51 meters is the record. And so the, I reason, I the reason, right? So we had a player at Lincoln called. We had a player at Lincoln that could throw it from one side of the pitch to the other. They are flat, right? That flat. makes sense. And I flat. swear to God, it was like as an exercise. Goes across the pitch. The I I'd never seen it before. And it was bizarre. Was it illegal throwing as well? It was illegal throwing. It was bizarre, and it, it would go and it would obviously die as it got towards the end. But it would go flat across head height through the no six yard box. Our team. I was the third shortest player. I'm six foot. Well, I say I'm six foot three. And I think I'm about six foot two and a half. Um, in heels. In heels. Spine is bending. Under the weight of anyway expectation. Massive. But this. The throwing would come in, and he could throw it from any point, obviously in the half, like in a Delap way. But he was so limited. Like Jude Sterling, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know as well as I do. At the time, you were, you know, it was a you were in the team for this wonderful, so wonderful. So he was a Delap man. It was amazing. But, circus. but he would just zing in. So the away end, the Lincoln end, would have a air raid thing that would go. <laughs> When the throwings come as the centre halves came up, <laughs> so the, our centre halves were six foot five, six foot five, six foot seven at the time, no. and they would come up like it's a knockout, like <laughs> the, the Belgians. No, they're just on frontier. <laughs> yeah, they come up bumbling, and then this thing was going, and the ho- the away team were just horrified at the sight of it. So I was like about the third. I was again, I was the third shortest. So I got picked up by like a fullback or you something. Know, oh, that was just tugging on my shirt, and we would just throw the kitchen sink at it. It was just, it was glorious. It was like this, this stuff we would get away. With. But how, the amount of goals goal, you reckon you, you got? Eighty percent of our goals <laughs> would have been from yeah. set pieces. The other twenty percent from this. So it, Keith so Alexander was like Jude Sterling. Hands, it was oh. the same level as he as he. Yeah, he because the point was it would the Andy legs were loopers. And they yeah. would go they on, were. And, and it would and elapse, and it would all be out flick on. Jude Sterling's would be rude. Jude Sterling's we called would just fizz right, across so, your head. So you yeah. literally just need to glance at help it in, and then it would just be what wasn't a foul. So, so basically, all them other hammers, they're, they're sort of like they're trying to hit the green with a yeah. big loopy this sort is, of like. And if anyone wants to do the history, just, yeah. yeah. If anyone wants to do a wee dig around on, on wow. Lincoln between two thousand and five two thousand and seven, it was it's pretty. Yeah, it was pretty intimidating time for the away teams. And I'd played away at those grounds and what would happen again would be the the they would just churn the pitch up so that it was unplayable. So yeah. you had to go long. They put sand in the corners and you would just launch it and dro- the ball would just stop 
dead in the corners and you just close the team you get a set piece and then you throw it in and I was uh, just like it's like the Somme I'm sorry <laughs> 1914 the, the beautiful, the Somme, the beautiful yeah. game the beautiful <laughs> game but when you're on that team I always mark I always uh, mark one I would always play against those teams and go I despise these guys with it and they would turn the heating up in your dressing room so it was so hot you couldn't you were like it was horrible the showers were too hot you were too hot to get changed and you were like this is I hate this I hate this as soon as you're on the home dressing room yeah. I mean, they had some you know they had a bit of prints better craft work on the pre-match so I was like going quite like these guys and uh, the away teams would be just like just going out early because they were too hot they're uncomfortable they'd be training on a pitch that was churned up and we'd be like we've got these ones and then some, <laughs> it's literally and then some fellas three points exercising a ball into their box fizzing it across at head did, height with all I had to do hit a stick did he know he in. could do it? how did he know did, did he just discover that? Know, but he certainly t- he, he certainly made a career out of it well he, he is because I'm apparently he, he was a heat and launching aeroplanes he learned and I don't want to be too rude to you because he was a lovely guy and uh, he went on to have a good career played at MK Dons but yeah he had an absolute linger on him <laughs> gentlemen uh, I'd love to just Ask what you guys are up to at the minute, because um, uh, Mr. Webster, I know that you're. Uh, I am. Uh, in I, and out. I'm, 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 I'm often involved in many things. Many things, as well, you know. But let's keep it legal. <laughs> uh, 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 if you need me, I'm at Talksport Two, uh, which is a, a conversation to be had uh, any given time. Uh, uh, the, but the moment, uh, my new thing is I'm on Saturday mornings. Uh, so if you if you need me, you kids TV. I do do kids TV. <laughs> and kids parties uh, available. Well, I turn up at the, uh, but they don't let me do. It. No, I, stops at the door again. Yeah, oh life. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm on with uh, Adrian Clark on Saturday morning yes. on Talksport yeah, Show, which I've enjoyed. Which is which is a, a fun night. new show that I'm doing. I used to do Saturday morning. Back with him, and it was it's it's it's, it's, it's a good crack. Thank you. Yeah, good clean fun on uh, Talksport Two on Saturday mornings. Enjoy that, Mark. Uh, another man that's 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 about habited that uh, same studio. Oh, you are doing it. Yeah, tomorrow? yeah. Um, I'm doing some stuff for Derby County at the minute, so you can... Uh, oh, you! Oh, hang on a minute! Oh, my, you. Team, my team, my team. Yeah, that's so we'll fantastic. See. I thought it much just... about it. But... Don't do stuff for your own team. That's bad. Oh, right. Okay. Well, do uh, stuff for your own team. Do stuff for your own team. No, that's awesome. Well, my no, bad. Yeah, no, awesome. He used to play for them as well. Well, I mean, we forget youth, this. youth, youth football. Yeah, yeah youth, it's, it's, it's their loss. It's going to come out. I keep telling them. I keep emailing every day about that. Listen, which is why you now work for them, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Webster, Mr. Smith. I hope that we Cheers, have Mark. you back on here before the Cheers, end of Chris. the season. It was pleasure, uh, Mr. Smith. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from you on this oh, particular God. podcast over the coming weeks and months. Uh, uh, so thanks, listeners, and uh, we'll catch up with you after the international break. That was the whistleblowers. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.